Welcome to Sports Medicine Weekly on 670 The Score, your on-air resource for fitness, nutrition, and injury prevention and treatments for today's weekend warrior and professional athletes with renowned specialist of elbows, knees, and shoulders, Dr. Brian Cole, along with other health and fitness leaders, and your host, Steve Cashel. Sports Medicine Weekly, heard every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. right here on 670 The Score. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. That proceeds from our show, Sports Medicine Weekly go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the liveactivenow.org fund. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. It is Sports Medicine Weekly here on 670 The Score, coming your way each and every Saturday morning between the hours of 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Dr. Cole, how about the causes of and advances in Tommy John surgery? This is just getting uh, hotter and hotter because it's an epidemic, right? It's certainly not going away. Pretty much every day you can go to the sports section and find another player who has torn their ligament at their elbow, the Tommy John problem, the onocleta ligament. So it's always in the news. It's our, our young athletes know about it. It's something they fear. They uh, often feel that it, uh, uh, that they uh, abide by all the pitching mechanics and the pitching rules and, and counts and so forth. They might be able to avoid it. Uh, but it is a common problem that still walks in our office on a reasonably uh, frequent level. Dr. Cole, of course, is the head team physician for the Chicago Bulls, co-team physician for the Chicago White Sox. He and his group at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush Chicago take care of the the Bulls, the White Sox, so many teams in and around Chicago. And uh, recently you guys added the Chicago Dogs baseball team in Rosemont. Love that new stadium, Impact it, Field, yeah, right? It's, it's actually a beautiful stadium. And uh, it seats about 6,000 people. A lot of these guys have actually played uh, several years in the major leagues, and some of them are trying to get back. So it gives them, it's another repository for high-level athletes, but just not enough to, to yet be on, uh, on the White Sox. Many of them have been, actually. Uh, but a lot of fun to watch, and they make it a family experience. Have so. you seen any Tommy Johns yet? Uh, unfortunately, in our first week, uh, I had our, our, our first our first uh, Tommy John problem. Really? Yeah. I, I'm not going to obviously share the name or anything, but, right. you know, yeah, we have. Yeah, it's just one of those things that, and, it, and I think there's probably, we can talk about with our next guest, uh, Mark Cohn, who is one of our in-house experts on uh, on this ligament problem as well as elbow problems. Um, it, it, it would be interesting to discuss the older player versus the younger player because these are these players are a little bit older and it's amazing that you get a guy who's you know played to the age of 25 to 28 years old maybe sometimes 30 years old and never had the problem and all of a sudden it happened so be interesting to hear how age factors in and our next guest is dr. Mark Cohen professor director section of hand and elbow surgery Midwest orthopedics at rush Dr. Cohen, thanks for jo- uh, so much for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. First, explain to us, uh, Dr. Cole uh, briefly touched on it. What is Tommy John surgery? Why is it necessary? Well, first, um, the name comes from a surgery performed over 40 years ago. There was a pitcher, of course, in the major leagues named Tommy John who couldn't throw because the inside ligament of his elbow was torn. And at the time, there was no treatment for it, and a doctor in Los Angeles, who has since passed away, designed an operation where a dead tendon was used to reinforce the ligament of the elbow that had never been done before. And Tommy John miraculously did well. He went back to pitch, and ultimately this came to be known as the Tommy John ligament or the Tommy John surgery. And again, this was 40 years ago. And what's happened over time is we've just now appreciated the 
uh, frequency with which it occurs, and we're trying over the years to understand why it happens and who's at risk, and most importantly, how to prevent it. We're speaking to uh, my partner, Dr. Mark Cohn, who's also the director of the section of hand and elbow surgery at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Mark, let me ask you a question. You know, it's always hard to differentiate if we're just seeing things more frequently in the media or if there's actually a rise in the incidence of the problem. What's your sense, if you had to just look over the sort of the demographics of the last five years, do you think it's on the rise or you just think it's more visible in what we see and read and hear? I think it's both. I think it's much more um, frequent than it used to be. In fact, some of the statistics are talking about a steady rise, whether that's from the recognition of the problem. You know, I remember, um, I don't want to age myself, but 25 years ago when I started, people would come in, the ligament, the medial elbow would hurt when they threw, and nobody knew what it was. We were barely able to understand it at the time. And now the kids come in and they have the articles, and one out of three professional pitchers now has had Tommy John problems or Tommy John surgery. So they come in with an understanding. They come in, they have friends who've had it done, and they understand that it's 80 or 90% successful. So they come in essentially requesting surgery. So the, the fact that it's in the news, the fact that it's recognized and understood, I think that has led to more surgeries being performed because people who have pain who may have then become basketball players or football players, they understand the problem. They know it can be surgically fixed. And that has, I think, led to some of the increase in incidence of the surgery. But it's clearly on the rise, and it's clearly more in the news. You know, it, it's interesting. I remember back very early in my training and being in practice, but really more towards when I was in training. So I'm just, you know, only a couple years after you, that we used to do everything possible to avoid the surgery. We would try non-surgical care first and the the trend was we'd give it a go and you know a, the vast majority wouldn't succeed but a couple would and then this is one of those procedures where if you track outcomes and look at what happens in terms of the success rates lo and behold you find out that the operation actually works and do you, is do you agree that there was a time we say look how do we avoid it and let's try to treat them non-surgically where and you sort of applied this before now we're saying look we know the operation works you lose time by trying non-surgical treatment, and there's a certain predictability of those that just won't do well, so we're going to pull the trigger sooner than we used to, say, 15, 20 years ago. Well, I will tell you, certainly the patients and their families come in wanting the surgery, and uh, I mean, the statistics say that there is at least one report of 20 or 25 percent of these kids heal after the, the injury and after the ligament fails. Probably the percentage is lower than that, and I still think there's a percentage of patients who will heal and not need the surgery. The difficulty, as you're pointing out, is it's almost impossible to predict who that is and who that will be. And yes, there's time in waiting. The the rehabilitation takes 9 or 12 months, so nobody wants to wait another 6 months to have the surgery and be out of baseball. So I, I don't know the answer, Brian. I will tell you, I try to treat people conservatively initially, but... When you have a surgery that is 80 to 90% successful and the patients know it and you know it, it's sometimes a little hard to hold off. Visiting with Dr. Mark Cohen. He is the Professor Director Section of Hand and Elbow Surgery for Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. This is the SCORE 670. 
It's Sports Medicine Weekly. And uh, Dr. Cohen, I wanted to ask you, you know, there's this uh, probably a very common misconception, but I've heard stories about this. Do players throw better or harder following Tommy John surgery? Like you have a bionic arm? Yeah, it's interesting you ask because this is one of the things, unfortunately, that we are seeing. We're seeing kids come in who are competitive pitchers with no ligament problems and no symptoms. And they come in with their family wanting to have the surgery, thinking that it will make them stronger or throw harder. And it really is a misconception. What I think happens is you have ligament problems and your velocity starts to go down. And everybody has a a tracking gun. They know how hard they throw. And over time, they slowly have the ligament doesn't go from normal to fail. It slowly weakens. And I think what happens is they throw at a certain velocity, they have the surgery, and after the surgery they're throwing at a higher velocity, and they think it's because they have a bionic arm, when in fact all you're doing is restoring them to their original potential, the potential they would have thrown at had they not had the ligament problem in the first place. But it's an unbelievably common misconception. There's a recent article about a third of coaches, a third of players actually believe that the surgery makes them better. And I'm sure you've seen it, Brian, I've seen it, where they come in and they're actually requesting the surgery, although they don't need it. And that's the scary part. I agree, and it's 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 not comical, but it's an amazing thing because it's often even driven by the families, let, let alone the uh, the the young athlete. Let me just ask you a sort of a question about age, and it'll help. We have a lot of listeners who are parents of young athletes, and and let's just sort of just you know if you could briefly break it down. You've got the young athlete whose growth plates have not closed; they're say you know not shaving yet, growth plates open. Then you've got sort of the college, late high school, college athlete, and then you've got the older athlete. And I mentioned that, you know, we recently had an individual uh, uh, with uh, that that was somewhat older. And it's amazing to me that he went unscathed into his late 20s. You know, I did, you just don't really, I, don't, I guess I wouldn't anticipate that. But what, how would you break it down to our, for our listeners so they can sort of understand the, the, the complexity of the problem as they present in these different age groups, the very young where the growth plates are open, the sort of just getting there, ripening, and then the older athlete? Well, I mean, the the younger kids, the the sixth, seventh, and eighth grade kids, their ligament sometimes is stronger than their bone because it, the ligament attaches to the growth plate on the inside of the elbow, which is weaker than bone. So, I don't think those kids typically rupture their ligament. Right. They 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 have a problem where the ligament actually pulls the bone away a little where it attaches. So that's, to me, a different animal. The, when you're skeletally mature, when you're 13, 16, 15 years old, those kids actually put stress on the ligament. And that's the group, the 15 to 20-year-olds, that we're seeing a rise in the Tommy John problem and a rise in the Tommy John surgery. And we can talk about the different factors that have increased the likelihood and incidence of the problem. And then I, I couldn't agree with you more. We're seeing these people who are 28 and 30, and whether they're professionals or throwing in weekend baseball leagues, they've done fine their whole life. And all of a sudden they come in and they've ruptured their ligament. And this just goes back to our lack of understanding. You know, we, we don't understand this condition. There's some people that throw 95 miles an hour, Nolan Ryan, 20, 30 years, never had a ligament problem. And then there's people like Chris Sale who have terrible mechanics and throw completely with their arm, no core strength, and they never have a ligament problem. And then there's these 
18-year-olds who compulsively count their pitches and, and check their mechanics and their core strength, and they rupture their ligaments. So there's factors we don't understand. There's you know, muscle characteristics, collagen differences between people, bone structure, muscle mass, and there's so many factors that we really don't understand. And yeah. I spend most of my time trying to help parents and help these athletes not feel like they did something wrong because it, it, often there we have coaches sons who come in and the co- they've counted the pitches down to in, in a little book and they feel terrible like they've done something wrong and it just goes to the fact that we don't understand the biology fully yeah, yeah. and i don't know why the 28 year old after throwing for 15 years ruptures his ligament when he didn't when he was 16 years old but I think it just, again, goes back to our lack of a full understanding of the biology of the problem. Yeah, I mean, the, the good news is that the stuff we do today generally works, um, but it, it is awful to be out, you know, 8 to 12 months getting back. But this is one of those conditions that if you've got it, at least there's a, a very good option to make it better and return an athlete back to play. Great stuff, Dr. Mark Cohen. Really appreciate you joining us, Doc. Appreciate it. Thank you very much from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Still ahead here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Up next, we're going to visit with Bulls Director of Sports Performance, Chip Schaefer, who was with Phil Jackson and Jordan and Pippen and Rodman for those championship seasons, back with the Bulls as a Director of Bulls Sports Performance, talking about uh, data analytics and its prevalence in elite sports, followed by the Bulls' philosophy on training, nutrition, recovery, and injury prevention. Don't forget, folks, coming up at 9 a.m. this morning inside the clubhouse here on The Score with Bruce Levine. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole, back with more of our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, after this. On 670 The Score.